So good morning, everyone. Uh, just first of all, uh, thank you to, uh, to Sabina and the team for the, for the invitation uh, to be here. Uh, I come from this from a slightly different perspective, uh, uh, not as sort of a researcher, academic per se, but, but uh, I'm with UNDP, and, and this work started when I was based as a field economist at the, at the UNDP office in, in, in Kampala. So I guess I should also make sort of the older disclaimers about this not being uh, no responsibility for the, for the results uh, be borne by the organization or any of its affiliates or member states. Uh, but, but the real point is uh, uh, that you uh, that we have uh, certainly in Africa we have field offices and we have economists in all these field offices in Africa and they're really sort of on the front line uh, of the policy advisory services and engaging with a lot of uh, upstream and, and, and research activities. So as you as you sort of go through your respective careers and you do your research and you do your field work, you know you should think about. Uh, engaging with the UNDP offices and the, especially the economists, because I think there's a, there, there are a few organizations who are sort of most who are, who are closer, sort of in terms of the philosophy to, to, to what to what we're doing here, uh, and, and really trying to implement and make policy relevant a lot of this uh, a lot of this work and, and put in practice the human development paradigm as it is. So. Um, the, the motivation for this uh, is, uh, you know, sort of a, a, a mixed bag of, uh, and I just list them. So, but, but primarily what we saw in, in Uganda when we started this work was sort of this very dramatic uh, fall in, in monetary poverty. Uh, and Uganda became, I think, the second country after Ghana to meet MDG 1-1 ahead of time. Uh, from 56 in the first household survey in 93 to 25 most recently. But at the same time, we see much less progress on the on the other MDGs. So, so there is sort of this this, uh, this contrast. And when we did the MDG report, the progress report for uh, for 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 um, we, we saw that for, for quite a number of the targets, there was really insufficient or, or no progress at all. And even to the point where the well, on the AIDS uh, story, there was uh, some tendencies of actual reversal. Um, so, so that's sort of the that's sort of one motivation to try and understand why is it that one set of measures go in one direction and the others are not improving as, as well. There's also a recommendation from the Africa peer review mechanism to sort of officially encouraging the government to look into uh, multidimensional poverty. Originally, when when the first uh, when the first MPI came out, Uganda wasn't covered. Uh, so we took that upon ourselves to to to, to try and and, and, and and fill that that data gap. It's been covered subsequently in, in the revisions of the MPI. There's also a real community and and, and, and a great interest locally in the Euro in the Bureau of Statistics, in the Ministry of Finance, and among researchers to do this kind of work. And Uganda is well known for its participatory poverty assessments. It's it's integrated household survey program and. There's a lot of studies and, and really sort of a very active, uh, not just by, by, uh, by uh, externals, but, but also within the country. Uh, and then when it comes specifically to the monetary po poverty uh, uh, measure and, and, the, and the multidimensional one, as I'll show, there's a, there's a particularly large discrepancy that we need to deal with in, in the context of Uganda. And then I think we have, you know, we're throwing out all these measures, and I think there was a real appetite locally really to try and understand what's the policy relevance I mean, we do a lot of analysis, we do a lot of, you know, technical stuff, and, and we really need to try and, and, and work this into a more policy-oriented context. So, so that's sort of a mixed bag of motivations. 
So, so just sort of to kick us off, this I, I pulled from the uh, from the new poverty status report that came out from the Ministry of Finance, and sort of an indication of of an, uh, so, so where the, the poverty uh, debate is, is is moving towards. Uh, <clears throat> so, so you have three categories here. You have the absolute poor, which are the ones below the monetary poverty line. Then you have this new definition, uh, which is called the insecure non-poor, just above the poverty line, and this is. This is this is uh, twice the poverty line. Uh, above twice the poverty line, we now they're now using this term middle class. So the, so so, and this is the way senior government officials explain it. As the absolute levels of poverty is, is coming down quite rapidly, focus is, is shifting policy-wise towards what's happening above the poverty line. So it's no longer sort of this this poverty reduction strategy is. Is, uh, is it, it's, it's shifting from poverty reduction really to 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 focus on on, on uh, vulnerability to making sure that people who have lived who have moved above the poverty line stay there uh, and, and towards the middle class and towards the same improvement in the middle class. So and I think the MPI discussion and especially our discussion about sort of the overlap and, and, and the fact that a lot of of of, of the non-monetary poor actually also multidimensionally poor is, is sort of resonates with this type of this type of discussion. Um, so um, we're building on previous work. We started this, uh, and there is a, a, a paper, a joint paper with, uh, with uh, James Mwangi, who's the head of household survey programs in Uganda from the Bureau of Statistics, and, and Yela Batana, who's also been affiliated or is affiliated with uh, with Ofi. So in that paper, we did a lot of some of the, the basic work in terms of computations, in terms of an international comparison, in terms of the decomposition. We also did a little bit more formal dis distinction between the dimensions and domains, because we saw the standard of living dimension was really uh, very dominant uh, in the composition. So we said, well, what if we relax, or what if we, we require not just the standard of living, uh, you know, three dimensions, three dimensions of standard of living, but if we require also that simultaneously you need to have uh, deprivation in, in, in each of the domains also, what would happen? Uh, so, because otherwise it would be, uh, be skewed towards just standard of living. We do some stochastic dominance analysis, and then we do a first comparison of the MPI with the monetary poverty. So that's really sort of almost a, sort of a little bit of a, uh, an appendage. Uh, so this is really an opportunity to, 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 move, uh, to move further. So, so the basic question for this paper is how do measures of multidimensional poverty compare with the traditional monetary measures in terms of the groups of people that classify as poor so that's sort of the share of uh, the So the paper is, uh, or the, the talk is, is, uh, is like this, uh, and I guess that will be the structure of the paper also eventually, I hope. Uh, some issues on comparability, some, 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 something on data, uh, just what are the measures we're using, and then some empirical results, first unconditionally, the correlations and cross tabulations, and then some, some, uh, some graphical displays. And then I tried uh, to, to do some, uh, some multivariate analysis using the, uh, the bi-program. <coughs> so um, this is just a plot of the 93 countries that I could find in the, uh, in the, in the global data set, in the updated data set from, from Sabina and colleagues. So that shows a, a you know, pretty strong correlation between the, the multidimensional and the monetary poverty. That's the national monetary poverty measure. But of course, a lot of variation. Uh, around that, a lot of sort of country stories to be told. And for Africa, uh, for African, for the 29 African countries that I could find in that sample, 
<coughs> uh, the tendency is for the multi-dimensional measure. This is the difference in percent between the multi-dimensional and, and the monetary measure. Uh, and the tendency in the African sample is for the multi-dimensional measure to be higher. Yeah. Uh, except from a few countries uh, down here. And as you can see, for Uganda, it's particularly great. It's, it's, it's almost 200%. So, uh, so then uh, we, we, there's the obvious problem of comparing apples and oranges, and, and one of the issues in, in you know, just taking these two columns out from, from the data set is that, is that one, it, that there are different years in different surveys. So, but even when we look at the, the same years, which are the red ones, uh, you can see that there are still differences. So it's not just a matter of using different, different years. Um, and for Uganda, it, it's, it, if I use the same year as the 2006 uh, demographic health survey, there's still a massive difference, and, and you'll see that. So, so, um, so that's sort of the, uh, the, you know, one of the puzzles is, you know, why is there such a huge difference, and, and what does it mean for the way we interpret and talk about a lot of these things, in, especially in the context of Uganda, but, but also in, in many of these uh, other countries. So, in terms of the definitions for the analysis, this is. So straightforward, we're using the headcount uh, from the Althea uh, Foster uh, paper, and the dimensions and cutoffs are, are from the uh, MPI uh, version, and, and the focus here is on K3 and 4 with some robustness checks. And these are the, this is sort of the straightforward stuff in terms of the, the dimensions and the cutoffs. Um, the, poverty, the monetary poverty, and I refer to this as HMOM and HMO, it's not particularly uh, easy to, uh, but, but that's sort of the, the way I chose. So the Uganda poverty line is, is identified in the uh, 97 crisis, or at least it was at that time, so that's the one we used, 21,135 Uganda shilling. It's a lower bound poverty line in, in sort of the rebellion sense in that it has the cost-based needs, so there's the food component, and then there is the non-food component, which is measured as the non-food expenditure uh, of, people, uh, at the, of, of people at the food poverty, it's their total expenditure uh, uh, at the food poverty line. So rather than looking just at the, uh, the, um, the food expenditure, at the food poverty line. So it's, it's sort of the more austere, lower bound poverty measure, which is useful to keep in mind. He distinguishes between the lower bound and the upper bound, and this is the, this is the lower bound. It uses household consumption expenditure and adult equivalents, so there's that adjustment. And in this context, we're considering the monetary measure as really a special case of the multidimensional measure with just one dimension uh, and, and one criteria for the cutoff, and, and the, the Z is the, the poverty. So the data, so just a few words on the data because I think this is a little bit of a special case. Um, there are two data sets that are being uh, invoked. The first is the Uganda National Household Survey 3, which was conducted uh, in 2005-2006. Uh, and that's drawn from the master sample. And then there's a demographic health survey, which is, which is done uh, immediately thereafter. And the way they the way they structured that survey was it's a, it's a two-stage two uh, sample, both purposeful and ran random. Uh, the, first, uh, the first stage, they took the clusters from the, uh, households, from, the, from the first household survey, the same clusters. Uh, and then they added additional clusters. Yeah? 
And in the second stage, they took a complete listing of all those clusters, uh, of all those clusters from the uh, from the household survey. All the households that were in that cluster from the previous household survey were repeated, and then they added additional randomly households. Yeah? So it has so it has these two elements, and, and so there is a matching subsample of, of in excess of two thousand uh, uh, households. So that is sort of a mini panel. Um, but it is. It means that we are able to combine the uh, the MPI data availability from the demographic health survey with the standard consumption expenditure module from the uh, from the uh, household budget survey type. So that's what we're doing. So these are uh, sort of the first set of results. Just a straightforward comparison with the with the monetary measure and the uh, multi-dimensional measure. Uh, and as you can see. Uh, the multi-dimensional measure is, is much higher than the, uh, at, at, at those two uh, cutoff points, uh, and there's sort of this, this the, the standard results. Uh, there's some some gender, but it's not really that that great. Uh, great differences between urban and, and rural areas, uh, and then we have uh, a little bit of variation here in terms of the the ranking of the administrative regions. Uh, the north sort of comes out as as, as particularly deprived using the monetary measure with the eastern region uh, in, in, in second, whereas that changes a little bit the ranking. Once you start using the multidimensional measures, the western region in particular, which has the, the Karamoja region uh, uh, and, and comes out pretty pretty strong using the multidimensional measure, something we'll see uh, we'll see again when we go deeper in the, in the results. <coughs> So because of this great divergence in the multidimensional and the monetary measure, we do this equalization. So we lift the poverty line, and in the paper we discussed it. Because the poverty line is considered to be particularly low, there's a there's a sort of a rationale for doing that uh, as well, beyond just the analytical convenience. So when we lift the, the poverty line to 28,000, 37,000 to generate the, the same levels of, of, of equalized poly headcounts. This is what we get. Uh, just in terms of noteworthy, we get, so, so here you have four columns. You have deprived in both dimensions simultaneously. You have multidimensionally poor only, monetary poor only, and neither. Yeah? So these are, these are the truly non poor in this. Uh, and, uh, and so sort of the, the headline results there is, is both uh, 50, 52 and, and between 30 and 53 percent. Uh, you have this sort of symmetry, as, as we discussed yesterday, between the, those two, uh, two sort of ex ex exclusion measures. And, and then uh, about between a fifth and a third who are, who are, who are neither. Some gender dis differences. Uh, uh, so, so you, here you have, these are row percentages. Yeah, so they sum to 100 this way, and then the brackets are column percentages that sum to 100 uh, uh, over the columns. And so, just to, to, to compare the female, you know, among female-headed households, of which there are 22%, uh, they're, they're sort of overrepresented among the multi-dimensionally poor only. Um, there's sort of this symmetry where you have Poverty in the in the rural areas, and then the sort of the non-poor, the purely non-poor sort of dominate in the urban areas, which is entirely expected. Also, according to region, you have the expected sort of the northern region particularly strong. Here, the northern region has 
13% of the total population, but 24% of all the, 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 the deprived in both dimensions. But you also have some of the Western region, again, coming up uh, fairly clearly. Uh, so not much to say here on these. Uh, this is sort of the, the standard story uh, on the uh, consumption expenditure and also by household size. Just some visuals. I, I'm not sure this is working, but I thought it was an interesting thing to try out. Um, state is not the, the programs that are written are not really very conducive for this. But this I thought was interesting. Just you know, so plotting uh, the four categories using the density density curves and the, the variables here is so. This is just consumption expenditure, and here you have sort of the, the, this this uh, expected pattern because we sense that the the curves. Uh, at, at the news poverty lines for the for the months that I meant for, for these that are both and, and the, the age months. So, so um, but what I thought was particularly striking over here, I don't know if you can see it, but you have sort of this hump uh, of of those that are uh, those that are only monetary poor, not multidimensionally poor, sort of in the older age groups. Uh, so I thought that was something severely you mentioned your grandmother. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, your your garden extended family, there. but the, but there's something there. <laughs> there's there's something there, uh, or there could be something there. So um, so then I from this sort of uh, conditional work, yeah, I tried to use the biprobit uh, regression, which has sort of the usual advantages of of, uh, of uh, multivariate analysis, uh, but in particular, rather than estimating separate regressions. You have to do, you know, this is useful when the error terms are correlated. And what's particularly sort of handy is that it, it enables us to use, to, to analyze the different outcomes, both the awful. Um, so, so this is just uh, some, some basic results from this. And these are the marginal effects, and this is with, uh, with K4. So the, sort of the, the headline scores up here, the, this Murphy's test score, which is sort of the goodness of fit, is, is, is pretty good. And, and the, the wall test of the error term, terms being correlated are also fine. So in terms of the, there's sort of a little bit of gender effect here, but not much. Uh, and so, but there's some life cycle effects here, which are, which are interesting. So, so just a way to interpret this. So here you have, these are both dimensions, not neither. And these are sort of the exclusion cases. And so what you, what you have here, what, the way to interpret this is, is, is the, the contribution, uh, the probability of being in this in this group uh, as a result of the particular feature. Yeah. So so when you have a a, a positive sign uh, on on these uh, on these uh, coefficients, you or the, the marginal effects, that uh, means that the likelihood of being in that group is, is higher. When there is a negative sign, it means that it, it takes away. So so you have to, the positive signs here for the for, for the for, for the for the children, meaning that being you know the number of children in the household is is increasing the probability of that household being deprived in both dimensions, which is what you would expect. Whereas having children in that household uh, decreases the probability of, of the household being non non poor in both dimensions, which is also what you would expect. So and, and so just sort of the the key one that, that I sort of took note of was, was this, this is the number of elderly in the household. Right? And so you have, um, in the exclusion cases, and we were particularly interested in, in, in these two, you have here the, 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 
the presence of elderly in households, household uh, increases, uh, increases the probability of that household being uh, monetary performance, which is, which is consistent with what we, what we talked about before, but it decreases the probability of, of, the, of the household being multi-dimensionally performed. So, so that sort of lends support to this, to the grandmother thesis. Yeah. Did you uh, do the same thing with ethnicity? Sorry? Did you do the same thing with ethnicity? No, and on it, there is a language variable. Uh, they, they, they don't have the ethnicity variables as maybe specified, but there is a there's a main language variable in the uh, in, this, in the data set that we that we could try to use, uh, which is uh, but we have sort of the, the regional variation. And again, here the western region came up came out pretty strongly in terms of multi-dimensionally deprived only. Uh, and, and sort of the, the opposite result here. Um, uh, so that the, the education variables have it, sort of that's entirely expected. Uh, so I think I'm being asked to, so this I think is uh, yeah, just a summary of, of, the, uh, of the results, which I don't need to put one through, but that's sort of the story so far. So thank you very much. <laughs>